Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District. This morning we're talking about a subject where some extra education is helpful and needed, How much does it really cost to educate a child in our Catholic schools? Did you know that no family ever pays full price? The director of Catholic schools in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, Michelle Peduto, is back on the show with us. And later on in our second segment, Mr. Michael Frecker from the Diocesan Stewardship Office will join us to tell us about funding sources that are available to help our families. Michelle, good morning and welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. Good morning, Father Tom. It's great to be here. Now, Michelle, given so many changes and challenges in our world, rising costs of all kinds of goods and services, obviously uh, gas, we've all been impacted with that uh, the last couple weeks. It's in the spotlight. The cost of providing education on all levels has been impacted as well. What are you seeing when it comes to national averages for tuition? So the tuition for this year, um, as we look across the country, and we'll we'll look at Catholic schools and private schools, and um, Catholic schools always being a little less than the, than the private schools, the independent schools. Um, right now, the tuitions across the country for Catholic schools are right around um, $4,800 for K-8 and right around $11,000 for high school. And if we compare that to the private sector, your independent schools, we'd be looking at about $7,600 at the K-8 level. And uh, $16,000. Now, these are averages. So there are schools that are much higher and schools that are a little lower, too, at, at 16000 at the high school level. And that would be the tuition cost. And that's a little deceiving because when we look at the public sector and we look at the cost per student, which we don't pay, we don't write checks for that, but of course they come out of our taxes and, and various models for funding, Across the country, we're looking at about $16,000 on average to educate a child Mm. in the public sector. If we look locally, we'd be looking in the Allegheny County area, about $31,000 would be the high to educate one child in the public system. Um, And that's the high end, I will say that, for Allegheny County. The average is about $21,000. And the low is about fifteen thousand. So, so you look at that compared to the tuitions that are being charged, you know, across. Now, we have not felt the economic impact that you and I and and all of our listeners are feeling as we go into the grocery stores, mm-hmm. as we look at our medical benefits, as we look at our gas bills. Um, we're some of us, and myself included, a little bit sticker shock here as I look at my gas bill over the winter creeping up and sometimes jumping up. And those costs will be passed on um, at all levels, public, private, and Catholic. So that's where we're sitting right now. 
and we're looking ahead to increased costs, just as we see in every family. Right. And I mean, I have a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so I have a big vehicle. Uh, that's a gas guzzler. Um, as a pastor, I'm always uh, looking at our budget. We've had a lot of impact with all the snow and ice playing for this, paying for the snow removal and utilities, obviously. Every, every family has been impacted. Go to the grocery store, higher prices for bread and milk and the staples. And so everybody is really watching their pennies, so to speak. And, and obviously, uh, to, to educate a child in a private or public sector also has to take money too. So everybody's impacted by this. So locally, uh, we're dealing with the same uh, considerations too, I'm sure. We are. We certainly are. And uh, our tuition, our uh, average tuition here is about $4,800 for mm-hmm. one child. And of course, it goes up with each child. Sure. But the the average cost, if we're looking at what we have operationally to support our schools, the average cost per child is 6100 So you're looking at about a 1400 uh, 1300 1400 discrepancy there mm-hmm. between those two those two numbers um, and and to be clear our tuition for the most part goes right into the pockets of our teachers these are operational costs there's no fluff we know our catholic <laughs> schools do a beautiful job and they make it look um, fluffy but we really do function like like your um you're very, uh, I don't want to say stingy, but we want to say <laughs> you're very conservative grandmother who is very cautious about every dime that is spent. We're very mm-hmm. cognizant of that, very good stewards on that. But most of our operational funds go to pay for our teachers and to pay for their medical benefits um, and then with a little leftover for some other things. Absolutely, so, right. Yeah. And everybody, um, I call it fiscally responsible. Fis- you know, there it is. Clipping, I want coupon, fiscally clipping coupons yeah. and watching sale ads, compare prices. Absolutely. Um, the Gas Buddy app, you know, to say locally there's a gas station across the street that's cheaper, we're going to go for the cheaper price. I mean, it's just fiscal responsibility right. for everybody. And um, we're dealing right now with pastor verification forms for our Catholic families who are registered in parishes, and they have to meet with their pastor. And I'm educating my parents that the school tuition just doesn't pay the bill for their child, that not. as registered um, parishioners of that parish, their parish is also helping uh, to, to keep that cost affordable, so to help their, their parish out too. Paying the tuition just doesn't pay the bills. Obviously, there's other funding available to keep the tuition affordable. And if I could just go back on those numbers just mm-hmm. for a second, because I know I said $1,300, right? But you have to multiply that by 250 Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's the school cost. We're talking about individual children, but we want we want to be sure. And when we give discounts for second child, third child, fourth child, we're not charging again that per student cost, but we're still incurring that student per student cost, right? So right. it's it's um it yeah, could be it's, tricky. It's very you know, tricky. Numbers. It's very tricky. Now, Michelle, I want to ask you about something that many parents probably don't realize. In the Diocese of Pittsburgh, no family pays what actually cost to educate the child in, in, in our schools. Is that correct? As I said, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the cost to educate a child is different from what we charge in tuition, mm-hmm. right? So um, we are, it, it, there is a built-in piece that 
uh, there's some assistance provided right on the front end, right, when you're looking at the tuition bill. So let's talk, how does the diocese able to make up the difference uh, uh, in the past? And this is something else that, uh, including myself, when I came on board as a, a principal many, many, many years ago, um, did not fully understand the funding model. And I think a lot of folks don't understand the funding model. So the way it was done in the past, 65% of that, and if you do the, use the numbers I've given you, mm-hmm. you see that 65% would come from tuition. And these were generally parish schools. And so there was a subsidy provided by the parish, by the, the elementary school grant as well, that would cover about 25% um, beyond that, right? And the rest was picked up in fundraising. So I think one of the greatest um, points of confusion is the fundraising piece. Because we all think when you fundraise, you're raising it for a new science lab or new windows. In our case, we were raising that money. The fundraising goals were to cover the operating cost in addition to what the parishes and the diocese was providing, right? We were giving that little extra to cover the operating costs. And so in some cases, those fundraising costs have gone up because our costs are going up and our parishes are not quite in the same place they were in five or ten years ago as far as providing financial assistance. So we have those challenges. And and I I have to say I'm so proud of our schools for all we did during COVID. Those were challenging Mm. times um, to get through financially. So. Yeah, and speaking of COVID, the, the extra cost of sanitation and all the um, cleaning facilities, the the plastic, um, the hand sanitizer, all the, the the extra things. Those cost that cost money that the they parishes did. and the schools had to help. Keep the, keep the funding going. They yeah. did. In fairness, we did receive some assistance right. federally for PPP. for those things. Yes, PPP mm-hmm. loans were part of that, but also we had EANS grants that came to us that we would provide specifically for COVID-related materials. Um, so we did have a little assistance there. And obviously uh, some families maybe experienced maybe a job loss or being laid off, so that kind of you know, had an impact. So I'm sure some of the school officials had to make some adjustments. So, you know, you don't, don't want to turn a child away or a family away because of being laid off. And everybody right. was kind of in the same boat. Everyone was period. in the same boat. Yeah. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just the Diocese of Pittsburgh. No. It was the Diocese of ev- everywhere. Right. We're, we're going through these same trials and tribulations through this. And we never want to turn children away. No. Um, but it is, it's just a very challenging time. So as we go into the regionalization model, have you seen over the last several years with the North region, the East region, and now in the South region that uh, coming together has helped be the schools being more fiscally stronger than being versus um, independent, everybody on their own? I think, have you seen that? Difference? Yeah, there, there's a consistent level of accountability mm-hmm. in the regions, and there is a stable stabilization in in effect right now. Right. It doesn't necessarily change the, the differential between the cost of actually educating the child and uh, the tuition piece and how we fill that gap. And again, for clarity, our cost of educating a child is our operating cost. Mm. There's nothing extra built in there. That is the day-to-day operations of our school. Like you said, it's to, to pay the faculty and the staff and the, the benefits, and obviously those are your highest costs, plus 
the utilities and things like that. And those staff mm-hmm. members are our most valuable resource. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, we have lots more to talk about, so we're going to take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict de Moore Parish in the Hill District and also St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. This morning, we are learning more about the real cost of education in today's world. We've been talking with our director of Catholic schools, Michelle Peduto. She is still with us for the second half. Now, we're also bringing in Michael Frecker. Michael works in the diocesan office for stewardship. He's also a dad of Catholic school students, so he's able to look at tuition from a couple different uh, perspectives. Uh, Michael, welcome back, and thanks for being back on the show with us this morning. Thank you, Father Tom. Like I'd like to take uh, on something that Michelle and I talked about in the first segment from the global perspective. What are you seeing in terms of changes in education costs in today's world? Well, I mean, we're all experiencing real inflation now, so it's it's certainly impacting every family. And um, I mean, for you know, for the, for the perspective of a family looking at Catholic education, I think, you know, they're looking at the values-based education and the faith-based and, and looking at all the, all the other attributes that a Catholic school has that maybe their public school doesn't offer. Um, but I, I think today it's even more important when you look at, especially during the pandemic, how the Catholic schools have responded to the pandemic challenges to COVID, and they did such a wonderful job. And keeping the schools open was was really a remarkable feat mm-hmm. in itself. Now, if you can put your dad hat on mm-hmm. for a minute, um, how does that make you feel, being a father of uh, children in Catholic education? Family budgets have been stretched in many thin cases, but you can now talk personally as a dad. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I think it's very important to, to be aware of your own budget, and, and it is a, it's a financial, um, I would say sacrifice, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's part of your financial, uh, personal financial plan. If you say, listen, we're going to send both kids to our Catholic school, we know that there's going to be some things that we're not going to maybe spend on frivolous items, or maybe we're going to wait a couple more years before we upgrade our car. But, but really most important is we want to have both kids having an, you know, an opportunity to go to our our local Catholic school. So, you know, it was something that, you know, both my wife and I were very uh, in favor of, of course. Uh, And and certainly, you know, I work for the diocese and I help raise money for our scholarship program. So it's, (laughs) but I I, I know how how well the schools do, in fact. But yes, I mean, it is something that everyone has to be aware of what their costs are and knowing that, yes, you know, that we, if we were going to our local public school, there wouldn't be that, um, additional tuition cost. However, the value added of attending our Catholic school has been immeasurable. And I've seen over the 21 years as a priest, you know, families making those sacrifices so they can send their kids to a Catholic school. I look at my own personal life. My mom and dad sent my two sisters and I for Catholic grade school. My sisters uh, did it with my nephews. And you're right, uh, you know, to forego that extra cup of coffee on the way to work or upgrading a new car or buying an outfit or uh, family vacations, people can be stretched. But if you make certain sacrifices, you're putting an investment in something that's priceless. So it's obviously uh, something that people do out of the goodness of their heart. But 
because they're, they love their kids and they're, they're getting a good product. Now, there's ways uh, that have been continuing with programs in place to help make Catholic education accessible and affordable in our area. Can you give us a general overview on that, how, how things are available, and then we'll get into a couple of specifics. Okay. Well, for the past 20 years, it's hard to believe it's been this mm. program's been around, but the state of Pennsylvania has created a tax credit incentive, and uh, this program has helped our students, and fortunately we've been able to receive an increase of, uh, of credits and funding, which, you know, which I can go into. But mm-hmm. both the, uh, the scholarship opportunities via the tax credit program and also donors that are very generous for our, uh, through our foundation, uh, through the Bishop's Education Fund and other, um, other funding, other donors that have decided they would like to support you know, their local Catholic school have, have been very important in helping families, you know, make that decision that they can, in fact, send send their children to to one of our schools. And, and specific schools also have additional scholarships, too, maybe from alumni or things that families can apply to. So there's extra resources available. Right. And, of course, that would vary from school to school. That's right. Yeah. Now, there's some important letters associated with these uh, financial support programs, EITC and OSTC. Try saying that 10 times uh, very quickly. Uh, You speak the language. Uh, Can you tell us in layman's terms about these programs, how uh, the funds are distributed and how people can take advantage of the EITC and the OSTC? Well, thank you, Father. Actually, I was alluding to that earlier. The uh, Educational Improvement Tax Credit Program uh, was passed into legislation in 2001. Uh, It started off with a $30 million budget throughout the state, Mm -hmm. and uh, just this past year, it is now $225 million throughout the state. But that also includes the Educational Improvement Programs. But uh, it has been a very valuable program, uh, you know, for our diocese. And uh, just in short, the Educational Improvement Tax Credit Program, any family that is, is under the income threshold can apply for and receive uh, tuition aid. So currently that income limit for this is last year in 2021 uh, was 96676 plus 17000 in $17 per child. So um, a family with one child, if their income was below one hundred thirteen thousand six ninety three, were able were eligible to receive tuition aid, and uh, a family with uh, three children would be able, you know, if their income was below one hundred forty seven thousand seven twenty seven, mm. were eligible for aid. So, um, with that being said, however, um, and there is, you know, there's a cap of what a, a donor can donate to this program. So, you know, I'll just give you the real short of it, you know, short story. Um, an individual or a business can donate up to eight hundred and thirty-three thousand to 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 a scholarship organization, or to a special purpose entity, you know, which is a pass-through to a scholarship organization. So there, there's quite a large cap as far as from the donor's standpoint. Um, but the recipient, the you know, the families have a limitation of what they can. You know, offset as far as tuition, uh, but it really brings to the central point is that we are we are while we have been somewhat successful in raising the bar each year, raising more money for our EITC program and OSTC program, we're we're still you know maybe only covering about less than half of what the family mm-hmm. need is. So on the um, on the family need the on a, on the elementary school level, it's about. Um, 
three thousand, a little over three thousand dollars, and our average award is about twelve, a little over twelve hundred dollars. Uh, whereas on the the high school um, level, the average need is about fifty one hundred dollars of need financial need, and then the average award is about eighteen hundred. Wow! So we have we really have an opportunity to grow this program and to help more families. Absolutely, uh, which can make a tremendous difference. It all adds up, as they say, right? And. And the difference on the – and I did not cover the OSTC, so mm-hmm. the Opportunity Scholarship Tax Credit Program, for the donor's sake, works exactly the same as the EITC program. The difference is the recipient family, the family that receives tuition aid under OSTC, must reside in what the state has a list each year that comes out as the underperforming school districts, the underperforming mm-hmm. by geography where they where they reside. So, you know, um, there's several in our area, you know, for the city of Pittsburgh and Penn Hills and other areas are still considered eligible families that reside in those in those areas. But we have quite a few, quite a quite a, a large number of students that qualify. Absolutely. Uh, for OSTC funds. Well, we have just about 30 seconds. I want to bring Michelle back in to close us out. Uh, all of this support mission and the vision for Catholic schools. What does all this uh, do to help support? Catholic education. It allows us to have more children in our schools. It allows us to have more children engaged in the faith on a daily basis, which is our mission. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to serve God, to love God, to live God. And uh, we want as many children in our schools as we can possibly have. You always say it so well. Can't believe that. That's great. Michelle Peduto, Director of Catholic Schools, Michael Frecker from the Stewardship Office. Thank you for being with us this morning. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the fourth Sunday of Lent, traditionally called Latari Sunday or Rejoice Sunday. This is basically halftime. We're halfway through the Lenten season. Hard to believe uh, we're halfway through Lent before Holy Week and Easter. And this weekend in the Luke Gospel of Luke, we hear the parable of the two sons who are lost and their loving father is willing to do whatever it takes to get them back. And traditionally, scripture scholars call this the parable of the prodigal son. What was lost has now been found. The younger son leaves and squanders all of his inheritance. He loses everything, and then he is remorseful, and he goes back home, and his father welcomes him with open arms. And the other son, the older son, gets jealous and envy of the younger brother, but he's also uh, a little jealous of his father. And this gospel of the prodigal son is a great reminder for all of us not to judge how to reconcile the person who is before us or behind us, but look at how the loving Father in heaven looks at all of us. So enjoy Latari Sunday. Rejoice Sunday. We're halfway through, and we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio.